Ogumbawale for the win. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim, a WNBA reporter for Winsider and Her Hoop Stats, alongside Amy Audibert, who it, just so many titles, it's hard to keep track of. What, what would you like your title to be today for anyone who's new listening to the pod? Uh, gym rat. Sometimes I dabble <laughs> on a mic. Usually I'm in a gym calling a game. Uh, yeah, that's good. Proud Miami Hurricane alumni like yourself. And you know what I say about Wednesdays, right, Gabe? No. It's the day before Grove Thursdays. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, I, we'll, we'll have a discussion about what's happened to the Grove. But first and foremost, we are not Lindsey Gibbs. Lindsey Gibbs is usually going to be right here on Wednesdays. Uh, this week, just, you know, we're all, we're all getting ready in the season and getting this podcast ready. So she will be with you next week with an interview with Megan McPeak, which I personally am really looking forward to. And if you want to keep up with the show, please remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We're on all of them. I, there's so many that I don't know. You can also follow the show on Twitter at locked on WBB. You can follow me at Gabe underscore Ibrahim, and you can follow Amy on Twitter at Amy Audibert. Uh, we'll be sending out all that information, so don't worry about it if you don't have it right now. But today, we're talking about some awesome WNBA basketball that happened last night, uh, our first weeknight of games. I personally was not ready for it. I was falling asleep by the Seattle game, so I need to get my stamina going to, to make sure I'm up for all these games. But the teams were up, and there were some really great performances. I think where we have to start is with your finals matchup that you predicted on our Monday show with the uh, you predicted the storm and the sky would be in the finals, and both those teams look like finals uh, competitors right now. Seattle beat down Minnesota 90 to 66, Chicago similarly beat down LA 96 to 78. So, where do you want to start? Which one of those teams do you want to talk about first, and what was sort of the most impressive part of their performances? Yeah, I mean, first we can go to Chicago, but I- Really, and in both of those matchups, I don't think the Sparks particularly played well, and I don't think Minnesota did okay. either. And so I think that uh, while Seattle and Chicago both came to play and they were both really impressive, uh, uh, different situations, I think Chicago, they played eight players, you know, yeah. and I think their depth is going to be in question the entire season as of right now. But Kalia freaking Copper. K- KFC, the new nickname on Twitter, which yes. I am – think it's really good and I'm down with uh she was incredible um a lot of things right Stephanie Dolson was out with the ankle and Mm -hmm. so that bumped Cheyenne Parker up but I thought Azaree Stevens and Parker had a really nice dynamic out there and then of course Gabby Williams who is stepping out and really you know showing that long range Mm -hmm. shot and but that's not a surprise last year when Chicago was down Atlanta and I spoke to James Wade he told me he said you know last year when he was coaching overseas, he was calling her when she was playing overseas and said, Hey, I'm going to make you point guard. And I think, <laughs> it, you know, and I don't remember the exact story, but she was all for it. And it's not mm-hmm. easy, right? When you're used to playing inside or more, more of a big, and then not just a guard, but with a handle and with a long range shot. So yeah. her showing that was big time too. So I think uh, that came out with an attack mentality and if they can show that we're not even talking about Courtney or Allie, like that's the thing that's crazy, right? About that squad. But looking long-term, are they going to be able to stay healthy? And with these 22 games in seven weeks, what's it going to like look like in week five when, you mm-hmm. know, you're really in the, in the trenches? 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I am concerned a little bit about the health, but man, they look so good. Like you mentioned, just to give you some context about what Kalia Copper did last night, 21 points on 10 of 16 shooting, nine rebounds, uh, two steals. Azari Stevens also had 21 points. Both of them were just balling out. Um, and I, I totally agree with I, if Gabby can get going from three, she was three of four from that three-point line. If you're an NBA fan just joining us, think Justice Winslow, similar sort of build where they can they can bring up the ball, they can play any, they can switch out on anybody, and they if they can develop a shot, they'll be a superstar in this league. Gabby certainly showed off her shot last night. Um, but I am going to talk about Courtney Williams really quick because she had 19 points. 10 assists, three rebounds, but really that doesn't get to, to what she does for this team. Frankly, to me, I know you, I know you predicted Diamond is your MVP pick on our Monday show, but to me, Sloot is the MVP candidate on this team because she just does so much on the offensive end for them. It's just like they don't have to think. They don't have to think. They just have to be in their spot and be ready, and she's going to maneuver the defense to get whoever an open shot. I mean, Azrae Stevens, yeah, she had 21 points, but guess what? She was wide open for all of them because of what of what Courtney Williams was able to do in the pick and pop and the pick and roll and just, like, her eye control is so good. I mean, there was one play late in that game where, you know, she knew Candace Parker was already tired, and she just looked her off by looking at the rim and, and tossed a no-look pass to Azrae Stevens in the corner for a three, and it's just like, that's, that's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. So to me, Sloot is the MVP candidate on this team. Um, and I think, you know, once Dolson gets back, it'll be a more complete squad and, and you hopefully won't see these really high minute totals for everyone. Uh, Diamond still is struggling three of nine from shooting. Any concern about her going forward or just kind of early season injury sort of deal? Yeah, well, there, of course there's concern when, again, you're playing this small, really condensed schedule and you're not starting off good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of last year's situation with Tiffany Hayes in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. She started mm-hmm. off the season banged up. She had a really bad ankle injury, and she just really couldn't recover fully because of the type of player she is. So, yes, my statement is if, it, if Diamond DeShield is healthy, I could see her kind of stealing the show. But she's not healthy right now, and that's very obvious. With the short bench, is she going to be able – to get the recovery she needs to be able to really take off now. I, I mean, this is why we play the game. We just don't mm-hmm. know right now, right? But, um, yeah, and with Dolson back, I will say this. It's just another dynamic, and it's another look, right, to have yeah. that type of body out there. So for James Wade and for the city of Chicago and that great fan base, you hope that they are able to sustain this type of play because, again, they, they came out of that tip with an attack mentality – and, I mean, you go up against the Sparks, you've got to have an attack mentality because they're the opposite of Chicago right now. They have depth. They, they, can, go, they can go pretty deep into their bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just didn't hit shots last night to me. They, just, they ran out of steam in the second half, and I think that goes back to just getting into the season and getting more yeah. in shape. And, and the best way to get into shape, of course, in game shape is you got to play games. So if I'm L.A., I'm not concerned. Really, yeah. I just you just want to get them going sooner than later because at some point, then you start thinking about seeding going into playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's such you don't really have a whole lot of time to get going here. Where it feels like we're already in midseason, and you have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we'll yeah. we're going to talk about Seattle actually in our next segment because I feel like we just have so much to say about Chicago and and LA. But I think um, you know what I'm interested about in this season, and, and this is something that showed up in the game is just how much matchups are going to matter, uh, especially when you know it, it kind of seems like. Hey, conditioning is going to be off some nights. You know, one injury can really hamper you because of how 
in shape everyone is. But then you look at it and it's just kind of like, well, you don't have a ton of time to practice. You don't have a ton of time to install new sets for specific teams. So your matchup in a general sense is really going to determine the outcome of this game. And frankly, I I think uh, Chicago is such a bad matchup for LA in every single way. I mean, Chelsea Gray had a really rough night. She was she had a plus minus of minus 34. Um, yeah. I'm guessing that's like a, a career low. You're not um, going to see that too much. So I'll, I'll tell you that. I no. don't think you'll see that consistently. No, no, no. But I think it's just really like, you know, it's hard to keep up with, mm-hmm. with Courtney Vandersloot on the other end. I, I think it's really hard for these bigs to also keep up with the sort of versatile bigs that Chicago has. Frankly, if Steph Dolson was in there, they may have a better chance of, um, of of being able to keep up with them because Chicago just plays with such pace. Um, and I know, I know, you know, Derek Fisher is kind of joking about it before the game. They, you know, he he didn't really he thought they wouldn't have a problem with the pace, but I think um, it's not necessarily pace. It's just the speed at which they play in the half court as well is really tough for them to match. But I'm with you. I mean, I, I think LA will will improve. I'm sure once this game happens later in the season, it'll be a little bit closer. I think it'll be a little bit closer, and then. We'll see what happens in the playoffs if these two teams get matched up because I've picked LA to make the finals, but this is such a bad matchup for them. Uh, I, listen, to me, I was going with three team. If we played a three-team final, it would have been LA, Chicago, and Seattle. So yeah. we'll see. And it's all about who's going to peak at the right time as well. Yeah. Um, and we, all right, we're going to get into uh, Seattle and DC ahead of their finals, uh, 2018 finals rematch happening on Thursday. But first, we got to tell you about some of our wonderful sponsors on this show, like Axios Today. Start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes. Axios Today hosts Nyla Bodu, and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest news and insight into the trend shaping our world. I do want to recommend Axios. They're a really good source for just a morning news blast. And I also want to recommend MyBookie, a website that I also use. Say it with me now. Sports are back, baby, and now that they're here, I only got one thing on my mind, my bookie. My bookie is a home run, a slam dunk, a triple game, overtime winning shot, all wrapped into one. I love it. You love it. And that's all that you should need to hear before you start betting with them today. But I'll tell you a little bit more. My bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams. And with the start of Major League Baseball here, it's here, it's happening. There has never been a better time to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. The feeling good about your team's chances this year, be sure to check out MyBookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them just as the season begins. But why stop at baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. In this case, it means basketball, hockey, and football. MyBookie is already accepting bets on all of your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today, and MyBookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss in a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code LOCKEDONMBA when signing up and make sure you do that to, so that they know they came from us. And remember, but at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. All right, we're going to get into what Seattle and Washington did ahead of their their big matchup on Thursday night. We do want to remind you that on Friday, Howard McDell is going to have on Nikki Collin on this podcast on the same exact feed. Nikki is a great guest on every podcast, every TV, everything. Nikki's just great. So uh, really tune into that. She'll be on 
on Friday. Uh, but first, we do want to talk about a couple things that happened in Minnesota. They did drop their game 90-66 against Seattle. Did not look good, but uh, a couple big storylines. We'll start with the good one. Sylvia Fowles capturing the all-time rebounding record. We mentioned it on Monday's show that she would be getting that record from Rebecca Brunson, her former teammate and now assistant coach, and they had a really nice ceremony right at halftime when it happened. Um, and, you know, Sylvia Fowles is now our all-time WNBA leading rebounder. Uh, just could you, could you give us a little bit about what Sylvia means to not only Minnesota but this league? Everything. I mean, history last night, but I mean, she, not, not only that, like this, this is a woman who is extremely intelligent off the court. She's got a, her story's amazing. She's studying to be a mortician on the side, yes. you know, but on the court, the complete domination. I mean, I played against her in high school. We're close to the same age. I, some mornings I can't even get out of bed, like, <laughs> and not feel pain. I mean, to see how she's taking care of her body and, to say she's in some of the best shape of her life. Maybe you can go ahead and say that it's just, mm -hmm. it's crazy. And I'm, I'm so excited for them. And, and Minnesota's going to get it together, please. In the la in their first seven days of the season, they're playing Connecticut, Seattle, Chicago, yeah. and Connecticut again. Okay. Cheryl, my faith in Cheryl Reeve, by the way, can you imagine Cheryl Reeve having coach Rebecca Brunson and Sylvia Fowles, the two best rebounders mm -hmm. in WNBA history. And Gabe, I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, rebounding is one of the, if not the most important stat. You cannot oh, yeah. play this game without the rock in your hands. And Sylvia Fowles is the best women's basketball player in the WNBA history to have that rock in her hands. I'm, I'm just so, I love watching her so much. Uh, Sylvia Fowles, another Miami connection. She went to Gulliver Prep, which is right near the campus of the University of Miami. I coached at Gulliver Prep. Like, look at yeah, this. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm such a fan of hers. We love Syl, and congratulations to her. Uh, big record there. Unfortunately, some bad news for Minnesota. Karima Christmas Kelly went down with a non-contact. They're calling it an ankle injury. Some people on Twitter were speculating that it could be an Achilles. Karima has had a really, really rough two years injury-wise. Last year, she missed most of the season with a knee injury, and it was just uh, – heartbreaking to see her go down it really uh it really made me emotional because of how what her journey has meant to minnesota she's a captain on that team this year i know cheryl reeve was just so excited to have her back um so we're really 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 just hoping that that injury is not what it looked like hopefully that she can get back on the court this year because minnesota needs her and, and frankly the WNBA misses her when she's gone so hopefully that she is okay um but with that you know, hopefully we'll, we'll get to talk about more good stuff from Minnesota in terms of wins and losses. Uh, but congrats to Sylvia Fowles and all the best to Kareem and Christmas Kelly. Let's talk about Seattle now, though. Uh, I just think Seattle looks like world beaters. I, I'm not really quite sure how you stop this team if they're playing at this level on both ends. So it's the depth in Seattle. You, you look at their starting five, and then you look who they bring off the bench. And uh, it, I think it's scary for everyone else. Obviously – the same thing in question is do they stay healthy but I at this point don't see why they shouldn't stay healthy other than some something happening mm -hmm. on the court that would happen to anybody because the key component here for me anyways is they can play really balanced minutes yes. they're not playing heavy minutes and you're seeing the consistency you know you're bringing Jordan Canada off the bench who last year how many minutes did she play last year? Because Sue Bird, and she had Sue Bird in her ear coaching her up an entire season. And now mm -hmm. this season, she's coming in off the bench. I mean, 
it, their depth is scary. And that's why if, if you talk about Washington also in the finals, that's why it's so hard to have these conversations at this I point know. in the season. To me, the, the edge that Seattle has, though, is they have the, the experience and the depth off the bench. Oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I think uh, last night there was a point where Sue Bird, she just kind of like tweaked her ankle. It, it was not a big deal. She just kind of rolled it um, and went down for a second. And, you know, everyone kind of held their breath. And then yeah. Jordan Canada came in and made like two amazing plays for them. But just to highlight, you know, the point you made. So they scored 90 points, which is a lot of points. And no one on their team scored more than 20. It was, there was only two players that had double digit scoring. You know, it was uh, Brianna Stewart and Subert. And it's just like the, the way they can distribute their minutes, their points, the rebounds, the assists, everyone is getting involved. Um, you know, I'm really, I'm interested in seeing how much more Sammy Wickham can play because she only played four minutes. But at this point, you can't, you just kind of throw your arms up and say, well, we don't have the time. We don't have the time in the game to play her. And, and a player like that, like they're a shooter. Right. That's mm-hmm. what they do. They go in the game to hit shots and make shots and mostly hit them. But uh, she's 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 done that in her career. Right. You'll see her mm-hmm. come in and the finals was it two years ago. You know, she yes. just came off the bench. It was boom, boom, boom. They're ready. Hey, they keep their hands going just as much as they keep mm-hmm. their feet going on the bench. Right. And, and so I think that Sammy is a veteran and she's going to understand when her time comes and her mind, she's going to be ready. Oh, yeah. No, I, I I'm fully I'm 100% sure that uh, Sammy will be ready when she's needed and they'll, they'll get into a close game at some point. Maybe it is on Thursday. Um, I think the only concerning thing is uh, Natasha Howard really hasn't um, been quite to the level that she was last year, which not, not in terms of production, obviously her production is going to go down because she's playing a little bit less with players that can take more of the load, but just in terms of of what she's doing on the court, um, how much she's switching out. I think she needs a little bit more time to get conditioned and obviously she's a player who relies a lot on that conditioning because of how active she is on both ends um but again it, it's going great i mean mercedes russell's playing amazing basketball morgan tuck got in a few a few good minutes and ezzy ezzy magbador i mean what a player right just like pulling this this wonderful player from australia onto this team that was essentially the, the champions in 2018 that's tough. That's tough for the rest of the league to look at um, and be sure that, you know, you can even keep up with them. Let's flip over to, to, to Washington, uh, the, the, who they are matching up with on Thursday. Um, Washington just continued what they did over the weekend. Uh, it was a lot of aerial powers who had a career high 27 points on 10 of 14 shooting. Maisha Hans Allen had a play that I, I, it scared my, my new dog. We were talking about dogs before we got on this podcast. I literally, like, she shook Alyssa Thomas so hard with an inside-out dribble and went right to the rim and gun and one that I started yelling. Uh, I've, I've taken on Natasha Klaus' personality, apparently. Just started yelling <laughs> at my television screen. Um, but, man, the growth from her, the growth from Ariel Powers and Ariel Ack, just the whole team, it, it kind of feels like they're having the season – that Seattle had last year where it's like, okay, hey, we may not compete for the for the title, but we're going to get ready to compete for the title with all these players. And, and frankly, though, they kind of look like title competitors. I, I was going to say, I don't see why anyone should count them out at this point mm-hmm. either. I know I'm not. And you know, going back to AP and what she did last night, we call that the three levels of scoring, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she's hitting threes. She's getting, you know, elbow shots, baseline shots, and then attacking the rim. And, and that's, that's a scary thing to go up against. Uh, one of my – what I thought would have been the biggest off-season acquisitions, and I know some people might shake their head, was when they pulled Leilani Mitchell. 
Uh-huh. Okay. She was my vote last year for sixth woman of the year. What she brought to Phoenix was incredible. Mm. And when you look at a couple of the things that Washington's missing in their big stars, they have players that they, that can score. We've seen that now and mm-hmm. we know that, but the energy she brings and her ability to run that point guard position and just facilitate an offense. She's got weapons. She literally is surrounded by four weapons at all times. And mm-hmm. she's won herself too. Like they shot over 48% from the field last night. Uh, they're, they're a well-oiled machine. And, and, it's, and it's amazing that who's not playing for them this season, who's not available in, in EDD and in cloud, that they look this ready to go right now. And, and I think Leilani Mitchell's huge for them. And, and no Tiana Hawkins last night either. Her, her back has been uh, – I think she's having like back cramps. Seems like just a conditioning injury, which doesn't seem like everyone's too worried about going forward. But, I mean, they're doing it without her. And when she comes back, I think she's going to be a crucial part of this team too. Um, and I think I, to go – to talk a little bit more about Leilani Mitchell, I think the best thing about her is that, yeah, she's a point guard, but she's also played the two a lot in her career. So And she loves getting out on the break. And this team lo- – so this team loves getting out on the break. So it's whoever gets the rebound – is going and Leilani can just fill the gap, hit a three, be in the right spot, get the right spacing on those transition and semi-transition possessions. So that's why she's so huge. So you may look at her box score, like you're mentioning, and say, well, she didn't, she only scored eight points or she only scored six points. or She missed both her threes, but just the spacing and the passing and the smarts that she brings to the table. And this is not like a, a wily veteran sort of deal. This is like applicable – knowledge here to what this the mystics are doing it's just so huge same with essence carsons i know she is not shooting great um and i know she had a really bad plus minus last night but i liked the energy she brings i like that she fills the spaces and i like that she knows what she's doing on the court um for this team now to talk a little bit about connecticut um you know dewana bonner had 29 points Alyssa thomas had 28 points no one else had more than seven um, that's a problem. So how, how does Connecticut kind of like supplement that scoring with their two big stars? Well, they've got to just continue to facilitate offense, right? And mm-hmm. spacing and, and the fundamentals. Uh, but when we talk about guards, because those are bigs, right? And when your bigs mm-hmm. are your leaders, it's great, but they don't take the ball up the court. They don't initiate the offense. So yes, they're efficient when they have the ball in their hands, but how do you set them up to get the ball in their hands? Obviously, Jasmine Thomas has, has got to be really solid yes. and consistent for them. I think, you know, Kurt Miller, getting to want to bother, huge. But, but losing Courtney Williams and Strickland and Shakina Strickland, though, that was tough, right? Those, mm-hmm. those are two huge guards um, in terms of scoring and ability to stretch the floor. My dark horse for, for Connecticut right now is Natisha Heideman. Mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of hers. Uh, last year, Atlanta had picked her up for like a week, I think. And Connecticut yeah. ended up signing her the week later. I think they were kind of helping her, grooming her into the W, just having her in practice. But she was a rookie last season. And the energy she brought to practice and the mental, you just see like a mental toughness and grit in her. And I think, you know, she's going to continue to get reps. Last night, she played 22 minutes. She had eight points and uh, I think it was four rebounds and two yeah. assists. She did a little bit. She did pretty good out there. Mm-hmm. That's going to continue to, to elevate as the season progresses. She also fouled out, right? So she's yeah. got to be, find a way to stay on the court, but her, her toughness and grit. And, and I, I also really believe she has a willingness to be coached. As you know, Carolyn Keeger was her head coach at Marquette. Yeah. And speaking with her, with coach Keeger, 
last year, just like such a great, such a great basketball player. So coachable. Uh, I think Kurt Miller's going to work wonders with her, but I don't have a crystal ball, but that's Amy's crystal ball. Basically. <laughs> I no, I'm with you. I, I love, I love Natisha. I think she's an excellent player. She has been a little jitterbug this season um, in, in a bad way. I think we say jitterbug in a good way as well, but she has been just like a little, a little too jittery, a little bit that has to calm down and get into her rhythm. But uh, to me, the biggest, the biggest concern for Connecticut uh, is that they only had six players that played more than 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but you can't do that. I, I, I love Kurt Miller. I think he's a great coach. And I want, I know he wants to play the people he trusts, but this is not the playoffs right now. Dewana Bonner can't be playing 40 minutes tonight. Alyssa, Alyssa Thomas can't be playing 38 minutes tonight as much as she wants to. You have to protect those players for themselves. And, you know, I understand why that's happening. I think Bria Holmes has had a really rough start. I think uh, Kyla Charles has not really gotten going and it hasn't been in the offense. Teresa Plaisance is hurt. Uh, Beatrice Montpremier is a rookie. Jackie Jamelos got in, hit a couple threes, which is huge. Hopefully she gets more minutes. But look, this is the second game of the season. There's no, absolutely no need to play Dewana Bonner 40 minutes. There's just none. And, and you could see it at the end of that, at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, they were just completely gassed. And they did get an energy shot at the end, but still. I'm going to challenge you on that one, though, okay. and I'm going to say this. Dewana Bonner, and I don't know, I wasn't on the bench. If she was like, coach, keep me in. You know, there has to be a level of – because don't forget, too, these are athletes and coaches. They are very competitive. Yeah. Every time it looked like Washington was going to run away, Connecticut forced their way back in. And you know, if you're out there and you have worked hard to, you know, bridge that gap to two, mm -hmm. three, four, five points, you don't want to come out of the game. And I get what you're saying because that's when you, you, you hope your coach steps in and says, no, we're pulling you. But at the same time – what a win would that have been if Connecticut oh, yeah. was able to come back like that and beat Washington first week of the season. I hear what you're saying, but then I guess the flip side is that is this isn't a four or five month long season. Right. This is a seven week season, regular season anyways. So I, I guess that's just my devil's advocate to what you're saying. If Dewana Bonner wanted to stay in the game, I think you got to let her stay in the game, right? She's, right? She knows her body better than anyone. And I think Kurt Miller is, is a player first coach. Mm -hmm. You know, just like Nikki Collin and, uh, and coach don't take me out. Yeah. Okay. No, I know. It's just also the me though. Like you kind of got to figure out what you have and Kyla Charles and Jackie Jamelos and Beatrice Montpremier and Bria Holmes. Like you got to figure out what you have there because at the end of the season, you're going to need at least one of those characters to show up in the playoffs. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm big on like, as a coach, your job is to protect them, these players from themselves. Because like you're saying, like, hey, Dewana Bonner is a superstar and she's always going to want to be in the game. Alyssa Thomas played every single minute of the finals last year because of how tough she is. But yeah. I just, I yeah, just but when think... You're up, yeah, but when you're up 30, that's when you can – or 20 or, you know, that, that's when you can see who, who, you, who your players are to get – I get what you're saying, yeah. but I, I guess, like, I'm not, I'm not fully sold on – you should pull your best players when you're close at any point in the season. We're going to have, we're going to have so many of these discussions. Cause I'm like, I'm definitely like more management focused and thinking about <laughs> like two, three years down the road. And you're like, no, we need to win every single game. There's not a game to give up here. Well, no, it's just, no, not, you, not I, when it's, it's a close game. That's yeah. not a game you give up. If you're down big, you're like, you know what guys, come on, like, let's go, Pack you know, in. you know, but I, I don't know. I, I also think this, that this wobble, this year, this scenario, it changes everything. Even the human interest part of it is that 
you know, we didn't have basketball for four and a half months. So go, don't, you're going to have a harder time telling your, your star player that in a close game, we got to take you out. And, And again, I wasn't on the bench and I don't know the conversations that went on, but, and I hear what you're saying, but I could see the other side of it too. All right, let's. Uh, we're we're going to talk about what's happening um, next uh, for tonight. Um, but let's give us let's uh, take a quick second to tell you about our sponsors right now. We're going to wrap up here with talking about what games we are looking forward to tonight. A triple header, as there's going to be every single night of this season, which is so amazing for WNBA fans. Uh, we do want to remind you though that. You can get in touch with this show by following us on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. You can connect with us at Gabe underscore Ibrahim and at Amy Audibert. Uh, if you tweet at me on Twitter, I will probably respond because I'm on Twitter like seven hours of the day. I don't know. It's really it's, – it's getting, it's getting to be a lot. Um, but let's get into what's happening tonight. As I mentioned, triple header. We got Phoenix uh, against Indiana at 7 p.m. on NBA TV. New York against Dallas in a matchup of the youngest teams in the league at 8 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. And we got Atlanta, Las Vegas at 10 p.m. on CBS Sports Network. Angel McCautry, first game against Atlanta in her career after a dazzling decade, decade plus uh, as the Dreams star player. So which one of those games are you, are you most looking forward to and why? You got to ask me that one. <laughs> I knew where you were going, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't tell me – that Angel McCautry hasn't had this one circled mm-hmm. since the schedule came out, mm-hmm. what, about three weeks ago? But, um, yeah, like, she was drafted by this team in 2009. She, up until this season, and I know this because I spent my season with the Dream last year, she's the face of that franchise. Oh, yeah. It is going to be hard for that fan base to see Angel McCautry in a different jersey tonight because they love her down there. Um, and not only that, Gabe – she came out and dropped 25 in Vegas's first game. So she looked like ready to go. I believe that was partly understanding this mm-hmm. one was coming up right behind her. And, and so that all that being said, um, the way Nikki Collin has her squad looking and, you know, Glory Johnson's available now. She brings yeah. that grit and toughness, say what you want, but uh, I don't want to go up against Glory Johnson inside. Uh, nope. I'm no, I'm Bruce and iced after, but um yeah, like that's 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 gonna be the one I'm looking at. As as much as you take, you try to take the drama out of it too, though. Like I'm excited to see Mo Billings because yeah. I don't think the 30 point start was a fluke. I think she's. Yeah, this is all about opportunity for her. She's getting more opportunity this year. She's got the ball in her hands. Uh, so I'm really excited to see to see that game. And and just the flip side with Vegas too. The one thing that really stuck out to me in their their opening game, and I, and I want to see if it's something that happens tonight. They only attempted five three-point shots <laughs> the entire game. It's hard to win a championship when you don't at least stretch the floor. One of my favorite coaches, Felicia Leggett Jack, she's at the University of Buffalo, the most fire mm-hmm. person ever. She always tells me sometimes it's more important to take a shot than make a shot. And so I'm really curious to see if that's kind of the way they're going or, or if that was just not their offense getting what yeah. they wanted in that first game. Yeah, I'm not, you know – I'm not sure. Like, if you're not going to make the three, maybe spacing out to the mid-range is okay. That's something I've thought about a lot with Vegas because they just, you know, that was kind of their plan. The whole, the whole, the whole season was like, all right, our only shooter, our off season is our only shooter is Kelsey Plum, and then Kelsey yeah. Plum goes down. 
Um, but it you can't know, be your only shooter though, Gabe, this is, these, these are the best, best, these are the best women's players in the world. And uh, I don't believe like Kayla McBride, you know, like they've got yeah. some players, they've got some shooters out there. So I'm, I'm curious, but then again, when Angel is dropping 25 for you, you, you let her just roll. Yeah. I mean, I think that's built. I think Lambeer's plan is somewhat like, okay, we're just going to do the, the bad boy, uh, Pistons offense where it's just like, okay, like Bill Lambeer was a spacer to the mid range there and it did create enough space for their guards. So, um, I think in, in today's game, we have such a focus on efficiency for good reason. And obviously they should take more threes, but there is something to be said about being able to space that mid range where Angel McCautry and Asia Wilson are both so good. Um, how do you, well, what, you know, we I do want to mention one other game before yeah, before we yeah, talk I, a little bit more uh, Atlanta because we are uh, we are pushing we are pushing time, but I'm really excited for that New York uh, Dallas game. Um, you know, these are not the two best teams in the league. This is not a finals preview or anything, but it's the two youngest teams in the league. Like this may be like a 2022 finals preview if everything goes right for both these teams. I'm really excited to see Sabrina in her second game where she's not being you know, completely smothered by that Seattle defense. And as we saw, that Seattle defense is no fluke at all. But um, excited to see her go up against players that uh, don't really have it out for her because they're also rookies. You know, there's going to be so many rookies, so many young talent on the floor. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to be so excited because, look, we didn't have a tournament this year. This is basically a tournament all-star game. These players would have been great. I believe Megan Walker is going to play in this one. Jasmine Jones is available. Uh, she is probable in this one. Nokia Nurse, probably she's doubtful. But it's just going to be a really fun, high-octane, a lot of running, a lot of shooting, um, and a lot of rookies. So if you're a college basketball fan and you're trying to get into the WNBA, this is the game I think you watch. I'm going to come at you with one thing, though, Gabe. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's gunning for Sabrina. <laughs> every she, you know like i mean heavy is the head right that wears yes. the crown she's yeah. in the position she is and we talk about her as much as she is because she deserves it it's for she loves reason. it but i mean listen yeah the vets are gonna have the narrative of what well, we want to welcome to her to our league but i think the rookies want to have the narrative as we're here too you yeah. know so I, i'm i'm excited you're right i'm excited to see this one too i think every game is gonna have a story to it there's mm-hmm. only 12 teams in this league and you know, they, they, this is going to be a good one, but without Kia Nurse, I think that's tough for New York. They, mm-hmm. they do need leadership, but Sabrina's obviously <laughs> someone who's not scared to no. step up and play that role either. So, so we'll see how it looks. Well, and they just have to hit threes. I mean, that's what happened in the last game is that Seattle was able to trap Sabrina because no one shot any, you know, I, I forget what, what percentage they were. They were in like the teens in terms of three point percentage. So if that happens and Hey, it's really easy to trap the point guard. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited for it. And Arike was, was Arike in the first, yeah. I mean, there's no other way. You know, she's, she's Arike. She's going to do what she does. Um, so I'm excited. I'm just really excited to see that whole matchup. And I think it's just like, hopefully that does pull in some of the, some of the college women, the women's college fans who have not yet really gotten into the WNBA. I think this is your chance right now to do so. Um, we would love to sit here and, and talk to you about basketball all day long, um, but we, we, we do have to get out of here and do some other things. We both have dogs. Mine seems to be stirring now, so he might need a walk soon. Um, but we do want to let you know that uh, tomorrow, Eric Ayala will be back on this feed talking about something amazing. I'm, I'm not entirely sure uh, who her guest is going to be on Friday. Again, it's going to be Howard Magdell talking to 
Nikki Collin. And then we're back on Monday, baby. We'll, we'll be talking about the weekend that was in the WNBA. Again, to connect to us on social media, the show is at LockedOnWBB. I'm at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. Amy is at Amy Otterbert. And please remember to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, give us a rating and review. It really helps us on those algorithms, math things that the math people know about, which is not us. We're, we're gym rats, like Amy likes to say. So y- y'all have a wonderful Wednesday, and we will see you back on Monday.